In Luke 10, verse 38, the Bible says this, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Martha was distracted with much serving. She went up to him. She said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious. Troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Amen. This is the word of the Lord this morning. We, of course, are here. I mentioned a few times already on the first Sunday of a new year, second day of the year. I hope you're made your tithe check out with 2022 if you put one in this morning. If not, we will cash it. Don't worry. You will not get a refund. Yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are on the idea of New Year's resolutions, goals. Maybe you've set some. Maybe you're like some people whose resolution every year is to make New Year's resolutions and they have trouble keeping that one, so... Why bother with anything else? Maybe you're like a lot of people who spent all day yesterday laying around doing a whole bunch of nothing, not accomplishing a whole lot in your life, and today looks more the same, and you realize that tomorrow the old grind starts back up again, so you've enjoyed a few days to relax. However it's been, we are, of course, here very early in the year. If resolutions are not your thing, I hope at least you would consider the priorities that you have in your life. What are, what are your priorities? What are the things that matter to you? What are the things that motivate you, that get you out of bed, that get you moving, if you would, each and every day? The simple truth is all of us have things in our life that matter. All of us have things in our life that motivate us. All of us have priorities in our life. You may be a person that keeps a strict calendar and you've got every moment of every day planned out. With all that you need to get done, you may be a person that keeps a simple task list. You may be a person that just rolls out of bed in the morning. you got no clue of what you're going to do. But I guarantee you, your priorities are going to manifest themselves real soon. Because we all have them. So my job this morning and throughout this month as we go through this series of messages on priorities is to ask you to consider... The things that do motivate you in your life. The things that do matter in your life. And for you to ask and to consider whether the things that motivate you, the things that move you, the things that are your priorities are indeed the right 
priorities. This is our goal here as we go through this next month of sermons. And so let me begin with this very simple question, and that is this. What is a priority? What is a priority? I mean, we understand what a priority is, even if we can't accurately define it. If you can, I will give you the words, the definition according to dictionary.com. It says this, a priority is the state or quality of being earlier in time, occurrence, etc. A state or quality of being earlier in time or occurrence. It is the right to precede others in rank, order, privilege. To take precedence, if you would. It is the right to take precedence in obtaining certain supplies, services, facilities, especially during a shortage. It is something that is given special attention. And of course, those are the noun states of the word. An adjective state of the word is highest or higher in importance, rank, privilege, etc., a priority task, if you would. Now, all of those words speak about, or definitions, I should say, speak about order, rank, preceding, going in front of or above something else, taking an, an earlier state or quality or, or having an earlier position than something else. From this definition, you can see that a priority is something that takes precedent, that takes a higher place than something else, something that is more, more important than another thing. And what we see in our text this morning is the idea that there are priorities that we need to have in our lives. There are priorities that we should have. There are things that we should choose that rank higher, that have a more important place than other things in our life. Look again at verse 42 in the words of Jesus. When He says these things, He says, one thing is necessary. One thing is necessary. Some manuscripts, according to my ESV Bible here, in their little footnotes say this. They say other manuscripts may say few things are necessary or only one thing is necessary. Okay, Jesus here in speaking to Martha says, there is one thing that is necessary and Mary has chosen that one thing. That thing that really really matters. You see, what we have in our text this morning is a tale of two ladies. Ladies who are both faced with a similar circumstance. Ladies that are both facing a choice in life. And while one chooses what she thinks is a priority, the other one chooses that which is really the main priority in life. 
Mary has chosen that which is really good, that which is necessary, that which really counts. And the thing that really counts will never, ever be taken away from her life. And so as we say this, let's make some clarifying points here this morning. Here's some clarifying points. First of all, a priority is not necessarily a choice of opposites. Okay, it's not necessarily a choice of, of opposites. And I fall into this category, and I'm sure if you've been going to a church very long, you have probably heard something of the sort. It makes it sound like that if you must either choose to serve God every moment and every second of your life, you must give every second of your day to God and, and nothing else really matters. And, and, and while that is true, sometimes we pastors, we preachers, we teachers have a tendency to make it sound like that if you are not praying or reading your Bible this very second, you are somehow involved in gross, heinous sin. Okay, you are somehow disobeying and, and you might as well be on death row for murder or whatever, robbing a bank if, if you're not just giving 24 hours every second of your day to God in such a manner. Of course, every second of our day does belong to God. But we make it sound like that that's all you can be doing. And what we see in our text this morning is the idea that there are priorities that we should have in our lives. There are things that we should rank and choose that are more important than other things. And certainly there are times that you must choose between polar opposites. Okay, Jesus makes it very clear. You cannot serve God in money. Okay, you cannot live, the Bible tells us multiple times, this way and be true and faithful to God. Paul says many times to come away from the things of the world, the things that are sinful, the things that cause you to be in rebellion against God. If you're here this morning and there are sinful behaviors and practices you are engaged in in your life, I implore you by the mercy of God, by the goodness of God, that you would repent and renounce them. And this morning, right where you are, that you will turn to Christ and find that He is merciful, that He is faithful and just, and He can and He will forgive you. But again, I plead with you and I beg with you, quit the sinful behavior and activity that you are doing in your life. But what I am saying is this, when you prioritize something, sometimes you have to choose between two good things. Things that are good and beneficial. Things that are helpful and useful. And yet sometimes you have to choose between that which is good. That which is really necessary. Consider again our text in verse 38. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed Him into her house. Okay, so I don't know, Jesus knocked on the door and said, here I am, or if an advance warning was given, if an advance preparation was given. Okay, our boys and myself included know what it's like when somebody is coming and we 
know they're coming. And mom has got all four of us lined up, shaped up, ready to go. One's vacuuming, one's mopping, one's cleaning the bathroom. We all know what that's like, but regardless, Jesus shows up. And Martha welcomes him. Now Martha is doing something that is very important in Near Eastern culture. Okay, something that is in fact biblical for us to be doing today, even though we are thousands of years removed and we are in a Western culture. And that is the practice of hospitality. The Bible, in fact, commands hospitality. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 9, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Alright, so I'm coming over this afternoon, cleaning out your fridge. Don't grumble. All right. Some of you would be like, about time, that fridge ain't been cleaned in 10 years. Knock yourself out. Don't blame me if you get sick. No, hosp- hospitality is important. It's the sign of a believer. Jesus talks about it. Sometimes when you entertain, you're entertaining angels and you, you're not even aware of it. Hospitality is a hallmark of a true and genuine believer. You welcome the foreigner, the stranger, and especially those of the household of faith. But what is more important at the moment? When Jesus is at the house of Mary and Martha, when Jesus is opening up and sharing the words of eternal life, was it really that important that the drinks are filled, the appetizers are being served, that the house is spotless? That the meal is prepared and the table is set with all the furniture or all the silver, I should say, in the right order. Is that really all that important? Or is it matter that Jesus is there teaching and showing and clarifying the way to eternal life? See, this leads me to my second clarification, which is this. Choosing priorities. Choosing priorities is simply recognizing there are some things that are more important. More important than others. There are some things that are far more important. Again, it's not that a clean house is unimportant. It's not that good hospitality is unimportant. But what is most important at the moment that you are in right now? The moment that you are facing right now? And again, part of our problems in our marriage, speaking personally here, transparency is good for the soul. Part of our problem helps or comes when we are driving somewhere as a family And I'm driving, and Mary tells the boys, look over there, look at that. Because immediately after she says to those three, look over there, she turns around and says to me, not you, you drive. Now, what am I supposed to do? When somebody says, don't look over there, what are you going to do? Exactly, you're going, and especially when, you know, it's not like, hey guys, if you get a chance, you know, maybe look over there. It's like, all of a sudden, the shout, the scream, the yell, you think the trumpet's sounding. 
look over there. There's look at that. Look at that cow. He's standing on two legs. I, I don't know, whatever. There's a UFO in the field. Something. And then when I'm trying to look, I'm told, you can't look, you're driving. And of course, you know, it's like, what am I supposed to do? You, you told everybody to look. I'm trying to get better, but I can't help it. <laughs> Her point is clear, right? Seeing the cow standing on two legs or the UFO or the building on fire or whatever it is. It's not as important right now to me as the fact that we are heading down 33 at 115 miles an hour. And we have to get there safely. And we're still being passed by everybody. And no, you guys don't ever drive 115 miles an hour. All right, you too, Hazeltons. You guys are the same age. You don't ever do that. Despite what the pastor says. Look again at verse 40. Martha was distracted. She was distracted with, with much serving. In so much that it was driving her crazy. She went up to him, Jesus, and said, Lord, you, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. Tell her to help me. Distracted. To be drawn off. To be pulled away. To have one's attention directed from one thing to another. And you're driving, your, your focus is on the road, it's not on the phone, it's not on the stereo, it's not on the burning building on the side of the road, and yet, yet even when it's just me, yeah, my attention is so easily swayed, isn't it? It's so easy to get caught looking at something else. Again, I ask you in your life, what is it? What is it that's important to you? What is it that matters to you? What is it that gets you going and, and motivates you? Is it our social media feed and how many likes we have and how our favorite celebrity has posted this or that or the other? Is it the latest breaking news? That the news station is intentionally trying to get you to watch longer and so they tease you and they say, we have breaking news right after five minutes of commercials. Is it the fact that your favorite news site, website sends you notifications on your phone that you constantly has to check? Or is your priority that? on things that truly matter, your relationship. Relationship with God. And again, to reiterate, it's not that other things don't matter. It's not that God wants you to leave the church right now and drive to a monastery and shave your head and begin to do nothing but pray and read the Bible. We live life. We go to our job and probably for the vast majority of us here tomorrow morning, you won't be sitting there in front of your computer, your desk or your warehouse or wherever with a Bible plastered right in front of you, devoting yourself to the Bible. But in our living of life, we understand that there are some things that are more important than others. We understand that there are choices between even good and best, even better and best. And so my third clarification this morning is this. 
choosing priorities. It's not necessarily a choice of opposites. It's not, it's just recognizing that some things are more important. And it's also means that some things are left, are left undone. Some things are left undone. Some things are not going to get done because you are doing something else. Think about where you are right now. Think about the fact that even though we are here, there are probably more people just a mile down the road, a giant buying groceries. Maybe you're here this morning and you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram. Maybe you're balancing your checkbook. Maybe you're making a list right now. But whatever you're doing, my point is, there's some things that are not getting done because you're stuck right here. You're limited in what you could do. You can do a whole lot more if you would simply get up and go home. It's kind of hard to repair that or do that home project sitting here, isn't it? I'm not saying that so you'll get up and leave, all right? Some of you are like, yeah, I've got permission. I'm out of here. I'm going. No, we, we, we made the right choice. We came to worship God. We came to spend time in fellowship and in prayer and with each other. We've come and we've given the first part of a new week of a new year to God. But it ultimately comes at a sacrifice. It ultimately means that when you go to Giant at 11.45 this morning, they might be out of your favorite ice cream. It means... But the home repair may not get done until next Saturday. And of course, I know that's what you told your wife last Saturday. And I can't help you there. Yeah, the house could have been swept. The dinner could have had, you know, garnishes on it, like when you watch the cooking shows and, and, and they make all these meals and they're so fancy and pretty and you're like, you actually have to eat that. It looks like a piece of art, right? But, but Mary chose what was really necessary. She could, have, she could have done all these other things. She could have made a great impression. Everyone could have said, wow, Mary and Martha are the greatest hostess in the world. Again, in verse 40, Martha is distracted with much serving. So much that she goes up to Jesus and she says, Lord, don't you care? Don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. I mean, the very least she can do is refill the coffee cups for crying aloud. But again, Jesus points out what Mary was engaged in was far more important. Far more important than whether or not the forks were in the right order. There were smudges on the stainless steel appliances or whether the cheese dip had been refilled or replaced. Mary had her priorities in order. And sometimes that means that other things are left, are left undone. What is her priority? That's my second point this morning, which is this. Mary's priority was to sit at the feet of Jesus. Sit at the feet of Jesus. 
She knew what really mattered, what really counted. Again, verse 38 tells us, they went on their way and Jesus entered a village. A woman named Martha welcomed her into her house and, and she had a sister called Mary who, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened. Listened to her teaching. She was worshiping, if you would. She was hearing the Word of God. She was receiving what it is that is so important and necessary for life. And notice again what Jesus says about her actions. In verse 41, it says the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things. Many things. You're, you're bothered about so many things. How many of us have people in our lives and maybe it's ourselves? We get so worked up about things that really don't matter. Again, I know what the president said last night. Is it really going to matter to you? But we're so worked up about it. I know, I know that this is out of place, but, but is that really so important that, that, that you just lost a, a bulb on the Christmas tree? If that bothered you, you might want to leave a few minutes early because that Christmas tree is going to be sitting by our curb about an hour or so. You see, we're, we're so distracted by things that aren't near as important in our life. Mary, on the other hand, verse 42, one thing is necessary. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion. Of all that Mary could have done, the one thing she was doing mattered the most. One thing that could never, ever be taken away in her life. You can take all the food, make it so nice, and in ten minutes, the food will be gone. Put all the decorations out. Make sure that everybody has clean feet as they sit there in your house. And you wash their feet. Or you can sit and hear and receive the Word of God and worship Him. And realize that hearing the Word of God is what truly matters. The change that comes in your life as you invest in the worship of God is the change that will last forever. Again, today we're talking about the idea of priorities, and most importantly, the priority. Priority of worship. Here we are the second day of a new year. I think it's important for you to assess where you are in your life. Where you are, first of all, if you have not accepted Christ as your Savior, don't let another moment pass. Don't walk away today without knowing for sure that you belong to Him, that He has forgiven you of your sins. You say, I'm young, I'm 17 years old, I'm 18 years old, I'm 25, I'm still in my 40s, I'm good, but how many of us? 
Many of us thought another day would come for someone in our life, and here it is. And they're not here with us. I guarantee you when you pick up the morning call, the express times of Pocono Record tomorrow, there will be names of individuals. Most of you have probably heard that Betty White passed away, 99 years old. And most the bad part is one of these magazines, whether it's Newsweek or some other magazine, had a, had a pre-printed cover that was supposed to come out next week, and it shows they're turning 100. Oh, man, bad timing, right? Here you are. You think it's going to last, and you realize it doesn't. That's the most important priority of your life. But consider with me a couple of facts here. And Katie, if you want to, or Al, I guess, whoever, go to that next slide that's up there. I thought this would come out better, and it hasn't, but here we are. I found this off the Internet. So it says, how much time per day would the average person need to set aside, to read through the Old Testament, the New Testament, the whole Bible. To read through the Old Testament, you need 56 hours and 44 minutes, an average reading speed. To read through the New Testament, you need 17 hours, 44 minutes. To read through the whole Bible, you need 74 hours and 28 minutes. But to do this, Per day, if you were to read through the entire Old Testament in a week, it would take you eight hours and six minutes. It would only take you two and a half hours to read the New Testament. To read the whole Bible in a week, it would take ten hours, thirty-eight minutes. You go on for a year, it would take you nine minutes to read through the Old Testament. To read the Bible in a year, three minutes in the Old or the New Testament. It would take you 12 minutes a day to read through the Bible one year's worth of time. I thought about it, and I don't have these on the slide, but hopefully you can follow these numbers. We have 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 168 hours a week. If you subtract 60 hours for work, that's still 108 hours. If you sleep nine hours a day, that's still 45 hours. 45 hours where you're not sleeping or working. And if you left your house at 9.30 and you got home at 12 on a Sunday, that is two and a half hours. Two and a half hours a week that we spend in church. And some of you, you don't leave at 9.30. I can tell you leave at 9.57. You make it at... 959.59, good for you. <laughs> Got it all planned out. It works, whatever. And I'm not saying that, again, that we devote ourselves. Yes, we have to spend time with our wife and our children, our husband. We have to do this and that and the other and spend time with families and everything else like that. All of that is important. But when you're talking about a priority, the question is, what is most important right now? Again, does it matter that the Sixers won a game on the West Coast and it was up too late for you 
watch it. Does it matter that you have to get up and first thing spend a half hour dissecting what went on in that game? Consider with me, if you would, the second graphic that's there, if you want to flip over to that one. It's called 30 Minutes a Day. It says this, what percentage of people there on the left side spend 30 minutes or more each day engaging with the following activities? 70% of people spend 30 minutes or more a day engaging in email. 59% of us, 30 minutes or more a day watching television. 55% of us in reading books. 55% of us in housework. 42% of us spend 30 minutes or more a day on hobbies. Podcasts, 32%. YouTube, 26%. Facebook, 28%. Instagram, 11%. And if we were simply to spend 30 minutes a day with our Bible, we could read the book of Ecclesiastes in one day, the book of Romans in two days, the gospel of Mark in three days, the book of Genesis seven days, the whole Bible in 160 days. Again, none of this is bad. I have a Facebook account. Check email. I read books. I've set a goal on how many books I want to read. I don't know if I'll get there. Listen to podcasts. I do all this stuff. But what are, what are, what are the real priorities, the real necessary things that matter in my life if it's not involved in worshiping God, if it's not involved in drawing near to God? So you don't understand, I have to get out of bed and immediately get in my car and drive such a long commute to New York or Philadelphia to go to work. And yet even while we do that, we'll listen to some guys spend an hour and a half dissecting the quarterback play from today's game. And we could so easily hear the Bible being read on book form as we're driving in we're listening, hearing the Word of God, taking that which is necessary, that which really matters. And so, a challenge to you is the same challenge as I need for myself. Again, if there are sinful actions and activities in your life, you need to repent, confess, receive forgiveness, but you also need to ask yourself and ask, does that really, really matter? Is this really important? It's not that Mary was a bad housekeeper. It's not that Mary was incapable of this. She was just so lazy that she was more content to let Jesus sit in a pile of filth and starve to death. It was just at that moment she knew what mattered. Hearing the Word of God. Again, it's not that you shouldn't keep your house clean or you shouldn't watch your favorite show or you shouldn't read a good book. If you're like me, you shouldn't turn your favorite show on and go to sleep. 
But you should ask yourself, am I giving myself to things that matter? Am I really spending time in worship? Some of you have to work and you have to support and sustain your family. And and, and sometimes it comes up to where your only choice is to miss a Sunday. But, But again, some of us would rather spend Sunday morning doing anything but being here. And yes, I'm probably not talking to you because you're here and we're talking to the ones sometimes we haven't seen for years. What matters? Again, what is the thing that truly and really matters in life? And today we're going to receive communion in the first day of the first Sunday of the month as we normally do. We do this for a couple reasons. We affirm our faith in Christ. We stand there and we believe that Christ and in Christ alone is our hope and our life and our source and our strength. We have nothing else in which to stand on. We're devoted to Him and Him alone. We also do this to affirm our faith. We still believe and trust in you. The question is, do you say that with your words or do you say that with your life? And the worship team, why don't you come this morning, ushers, if you want to get ready. If you're here today and you're a Christian and you know Christ is your Savior, you're welcome to take and participate with us. We don't have church member requirements or anything else like that. But I challenge you as you take the bread and you eat the cup. Or you should, I should say, eat the bread and drink the cup that you would, that you would examine your heart. Paul tells us, let a man examine himself and then let him partake. Examine your life and ask the question, Lord, are you first? Do you matter the most? If you can't honestly answer that question right now, it's a perfect time for you to place Him first in your life. Again, the house may not be clean the way it's supposed to be. At the end of the day, I seriously doubt Jesus is going to look at you in heaven and say, you didn't keep a spotless house. Get out of here. He's going to look at you and say, well done, good and faithful servant. And Father, do that in our hearts and in our lives, we pray. Lord, help us to realize what you have done for us. Help us to come back. Place our hope in Christ. And in Christ alone, we pray. I ask this in Jesus' name.